So normally it's this time of year when Virginia Tech and Miami get ready to battle. But the brilliant folks at hashtag GoACC, the ACC office, thought that Virginia Tech's common opponent should be Virginia. That one makes sense. Pitt, I get it. They have a real historical rivalry with the Pitt Panthers. And then somehow Wake Forest is opposed to the Miami Hurricanes. Meanwhile, Miami, they've got Florida State in that grouping, and somehow Louisville is part of that mix, which, again, there are a lot of head-scratching moves out there. But those supposed traditions cannot be able to get in the way, will not get in the way, of a tradition that truly is one. Once a year, connecting with our guy, Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell, two-live crew frontman, Football coach, we can't even say high school because he's got Miami Edison and they're part of a new docu-series that's being presented right now. It'll come out in a few months. Of course, he's got another one on the Liberty City Optimist that's been on Stars, And of course, he is an entrepreneur as well as being a coach and an entertainer. Luther Campbell back with us here in the fast lane. Luke, no tradition can derail our tradition. So we thank you for connecting with us once again and hope you and yours are well. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you for having me again. And just like you say, uh, nobody at the ACC or nowhere in the world can stop our tradition. And I'm happy to be here for another year to talk Virginia, uh, Miami football. It's a pleasure as always, Luke. Not to say that we're going to throw shots at the beginning, but we will kind of do that. So Miami actually did a really good job. They bounced back. They lost to Carolina and then obviously the Georgia Tech game before that. But they bounced back against Clemson in overtime this past weekend. So they found a way to get back to their winning ways. But how we've gotten here is is obviously a real question. You've coached at the youth level. You coached at high school football, as you still do with Miami Edison. You've been around college and pro football as well as a fan and supporter for athletes who've made it to college and the pros. Have you ever seen any coach forget about the idea of kneeling down in victory formation quite like Miami did a couple weeks ago? <laughs> I, I, never, I never saw that. That's, that I, I mean, listen, I never saw anything like that. that. Kneeling down is the ultimate gratification of a hard-fought battle that you fought the entire game and you are afforded the opportunity to go in what they call Victory formation created by Herm Edwards after he did not kneel down in the Philadelphia, whatever they call it, miracle. <laughs> hey, you, you just you have to do that. No, it's no ifs, ands, buts around it. You got to do that. But when you look at all the tapes of all the games that Miami won, they never kneeled down. You know, they kept running the ball. They ran the same play. In that in that particular moment, and they did it again. You know, uh, it was it was amazing, and it was gut wrenching for those kids. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I can only imagine what it's like to be a kid on that team. And you know, I, I know you're not all about moral victories, Luke, because you've been a part of Miami and their five championships leading up to where we are right now in 2023. And uh, you coach football yourself, but. The resiliency of those kids. They did not get killed at North Carolina. They were in that game early. The Tar Heels kind of flexed late. And then they battled back after the two-game losing streak and got the win against Clemson in double overtime this past weekend. What does it say about the resiliency of the kids right now and the fact that you know in prior years it's been a joke that when adversity hits, Miami's kind of folded up. It doesn't look like that's the case under this current regime. Well, it tells you that Mario Cristobal is bringing in the right players. You know, that's what it tells you. People 
were not just five stars on paper with some dot-com guy gave them, but guys who really want to play at Miami like Ruben Baines, like the Ray Ray Josephs and all these kids who really want to play, really put their body on the line week in and week out for the program. Uh, under Manny Diaz, he was bringing in divas, guys with five stars, but not really, not really football players, much more internet, social media players. And so it tells you that, you know, he's bringing in the right type of players who, you know, who drink gas and die for the team, the bottom line, you know, and will go in that locker room and cry. You know, when you see the interview of Ruben Baines crying in the locker room, the center crying on the sideline, you have not had that in 15 years. That shows you we have the right type of players who are who bleed it, not just come there, you know, before you, just like you say, they will lose a game of that magnitude in that fashion. The next week we'll drop three games after that. Most of the guys would have been checked out with, under the assumption that, oh, we're not going to win a national championship. Every, all the buildup is, you know, all hype, and we're just going to lay down for the rest of the year, start preparing to go to the combine. Some of them guys get drafted, but then they really never did nothing at you. Uncle Luke Real One for his real talk. He's on Twitter and Instagram there. And, of course, noted two live crew frontman coach. He coaches Miami Edison High School. An entrepreneur, including having one documentary already out on his Liberty City Optimist Youth Football Program and another docuseries that's coming up on his Miami Edison team that will be out in a few months. Luke, you've been around this as well. You mentioned not just five stars according to the websites, but five stars in terms of the effort that they're willing to show and the fact that these guys truly care. Is it a misnomer now? Is it misunderstood that because kids in this day and age can profit off their name, image, and likeness, and they know how to utilize social media, that there are still plenty of kids out there that do care about football, and the onus is on finding coaches out there that can identify players that, yes, they may want to prop themselves up from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but still legitimately care about getting a win and a loss. Yes, there are. I mean, when you look at Ruben Baines and you look at Ray Ray Joseph, Ray played for me. Not getting that much playing time right now. Had a great summer. Ruben Baines. Those guys left a lot of money on the table to go to Miami. They left a lot of money, NIL money, that was offered to them by other universities to go to Miami. And so now I say that to say this. If I'm – a coach, and I'm recruiting a guy in this new NIL world, and the kid is coming, and he's talking to me about NIL opportunities, and I know that this other school offered him more, and he really wants to come here, that's the guy I want because it's really not about the money. It's really about him having the passion to want to play at Virginia Tech or Virginia or Miami are Penn State because they dreamed about playing at these institutions. And you gotta do your you gotta do more due diligence as a as a as a coach and as a recruiter than they were doing before. You gotta really deep down dive you know, dive into who you're bringing to your program 
outside of just looking at his highlight film and looking at him play football or his measurables or something like that. You know, and coaches who are going to win, you know, the Kirby Smarts and them guys of the world, they're going to win. Nick is going to win because they invest a lot of time into into finding out who this guy is and what he's, what's his makeup. Does he love Virginia Tech? Has he always loved it? What was your favorite team? What youth program you played for? What high, Not just what high school you played for, because a lot of these kids go to schools where they could just, you know, play against lesser talent. You know, are you playing, are you playing at a school where y'all have competition every week? You know what I'm saying? Or you got this film where you just look like a world beater against some kids who are not going to ever play another down in football. And so coaches, you know, have to do the, – the ones who are going to win, they're going to do their due diligence by doing all the research that they're going to do on a, on a player, that kid, what's his DNA, what's his makeup, and then make the decision whether they want to offer them a scholarship at their university. They're going to come in and bring this to my, to my program versus – uh, you some hyped up paper all American and you don't pan out on Luke, the next level. Luther Campbell with us in the fast lane. Uncle Luke Real, the number one Twitter and Instagram to keep up with the entrepreneur, football coach, and uh, of course, uh, college football fan as well. Who's with us here in the fast lane, Luther? The the element you brought up about coaches. Have you noticed as NIL and the transfer portal have popped up? that the best coaches that are great at not just recruiting but building winning programs, have you noticed that they understand the value that, yes, NIL is a component, but you have to make it personal and you have to actually care about the welfare of the particular player, at least if you want to build a winning program? Yeah, you you have to. You it, it's still, I mean, money ain't going to change the game. You know what I'm saying? Money is not going to change the game. You still got to go recruit a football player. You got to know a football player. I'm going to say that again. You got to know the difference. It's always, you know, the old saying is take one and know one. You got to know, you know, based on experience, that this next wife that I'm going to get is going to be the right one. But, you know, or this next husband or whatever it may be, you got to know that. You got to have been in a locker room where you sat around uh, set by Jerome Brown. You got to be in a locker room where you won national championships and know what it feels like to be in a na- national championship locker room, an all-pro, an all-American uh, uh, all player, a Hall of Famer. You got to have been in those situations to know those type of people. And that's why when I look at a lot of people, a lot of schools who hire these coaches who have never been a part of anything like that, who have never been a part of successful football players, I'd be like, how are they going to win? There's no way in the world possible they're going to be able to win because they're not going to bring in the right type of players that's going to put them in a position to be able to win because they have not been around those type of uh, uh, players with that type of DNA to know what type of, of football player and coach to bring into their program. 
Luke, you've been around it before, obviously, as a head coach at Miami Edison. And I know Virginia Tech, they're not playing Miami, but the Virginia Cavaliers will play the Hurricanes this coming Saturday afternoon down in Miami Gardens. Um, When you look at a program like Virginia with Tony Elliott having been a winning program at Clemson. And heck, you could put Virginia Tech into this category as well with Brent Pry, who was at Penn State and was a player and can relate from that angle. Uh, do you see elements of, of a foundation being laid at either or both of those places that could lend towards some level of progress from coaches who understand what it takes to win at a higher level than Virginia or Virginia Tech have experienced recently? Yeah, everything I just explained, Tony Elliott knows and he gets it. Tony Elliott, I mean, coached national championship teams at Clemson. You know, and he he gets it. He knows it. Uh, he knows the type of players that he needs to bring in there to to create a winning program and a winning foundation. And if he's given the time, he will do that. I mean, you just saw what he did just did this past weekend. That's just a glimpse of what. He's going to be doing in the future if he if he's given time. If he's not, you know, okay, Tony Elliott, we're going to bring him here, lose these games, you know, build the program up, and then get rid of him for some other person. If they do that, then it'll be another setback for that program. If they be patient, allow him the same thing that the University of Miami is doing, allowing Mario Cristobal to build and building a college program. You have to basically do it from scratch. You got a lot of guys in that locker room that you got to get rid of. Thank God you have the transfer portal and you have NIL that allows you to bring in some players, but that still does not build the foundation. Building a program is like building a house. You got to build a foundation with young high school players and you build up. The transfer portal, you can't depend on that, having a makeover every, every year where you throwing out 50 kids, bringing in 50 more kids, and you got your high school kids. No, you, 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 you have to have a balance between that of being able to build a program that will sustain throughout the rest of the years. And I think Tony is going to do that. And you see those kids right now, and then you'll see at some point the buy-in, and you'll see the results of the buy-in. And so – Virginia fans saw the results of the buy-in when they just beat North Carolina, something that Miami couldn't do, that Miami folded, you know, and, you know, in the second half with its All-American quarterback and everything else. But, again, Miami learned some things from that game, and they changed them to this game. You know, uh, Virginia is on the uprising, like I tell people right now, this is going to be a very, this is a, this is going to be a very good game and a very interesting game to watch because you got two programs that are going in the same direction, same direction. I don't care what Virginia record is. I care about what their record is, was last week. They're one and zero. That man is building the program, and that program is trending up. His team has bought in. Miami team has went through adversity. And they, 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 they know who they are, their identity is, and those kids bought in. So you got two programs. This, this to me, is probably uh, the most interesting game of the year for me. I just I, I, I want to see this so bad. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be – I just want to see how this thing unfolds 
I just know it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. Because both teams have bought in. You mentioned that because of, of where they are right now. The buy-in from the teams. Is it harder to get the teams bought in or in a place like Miami and Virginia both, year two of their coach, is it harder to keep the fans bought in because the players have gone through adversity and know what it's like on the other side, whereas the fans have yet to see that there is another side? The, 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 I mean, you know, you have fans who are coaches and you have fans who are just fans, and they just look at, you know, they look at wins and losses. They look at who, how many, where you finish ESPN top 10, um, you know, recruiting. You know, they want to see five-star guys. They don't, they don't care who, who the hell he is. They just want to see a five-star guy. And every five-star ain't a five-star. You know, they want to see that. They want to see that their team is top five in the ESPN coaching uh, uh, recruiting poll, which is, which is bananas. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to see that. You want to see that. Look, I don't care where we finish in that. That's not where we're at. And some coaches fall into that trap of going to get these guys who are not the guys, but will put their coaching, their, their recruiting ranking up to a certain level for the administration, for the fans and everything like that. Then now you brought in the wrong type of people. You know, the guys who are performing well at Miami are three-star guys. The guys who are performing well at Florida State, three-star guys. The guys who, 9, 10, and 10, are performing well in the NFL is the Brock Purdy's of the world. The six-rounders and the Mr. Irrelevance. Those are the people that you want to bring in your program and forget about all the hype. The guy who, brought, who was the number one quarterback when Brock Purdy came out, he probably doesn't even have a starting job. You know what I'm saying? And so those are the things that the coach has to say, I don't care about that. If the fans want to beat me up, uh, because I had the number one recruiting class, then so be it. I'm going to run my program the way I'm going to run it. I'm going to bring in football players who are going to do the right thing on the field for the team and off the field. You know, and fans just need to be fans and allow the coaches to uh, develop the program. Hey, look, if you can't get it done in four years, goodbye. Thank you. It was a great thing. You, what you, your experiment didn't work, but if you're building and you're trending up, then they need to leave them people alone and allow them to do what they're doing. That's why I like the Pittsburgh Steelers mentality. No, we're not firing the coach. No, we fire players and not the coach. We fire uh, staff coaches and not the coach. We, 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 so you don't have to sit here and hold the coach hostage as a player and as a fan. No, we keep our coach. When Beeman was in Virginia Tech, you knew Beeman wasn't – going nowhere. Everybody and their mama, no matter what or uh, who said a uh, bad year that he had, you knew Beeman was going to be there, and now the burden becomes the player has to play up to his expectations, not put it on the coach because you, you're going to be uh, replaced, and that's when you have a program. It's old school, but it's almost new. old school with a new school twist, it seems like, Luke. Uh, and obviously, you're an entrepreneur, you're a bad boy of hip-hop, college and, and football super fan in general, and you're a coach. Liberty City Optimist first. That documentary's out on Stars. A new one coming on Miami Edison as well. 
How much do you look to those coaches, whether it's a Frank Beamer of the past, a Mike Tomlin of the present and the pros, or even a Coach Prime at Colorado where they're blending old-school philosophy in terms of tough love, but the ability also to be you know, understanding enough that you're dealing with people, let them be people within a way that uh, fits the team construct? But, hey, when you look at it, those are the guys who are winning and consistently win. Georgia's going to win as old school. Uh, Alabama is going to keep winning. That's old school. LSU is going to be somewhere by the money. That's old school. Penn State is going to be somewhere by the money. That's old school. Michigan is old school. Not these baby face coaches that they that look good on the camera. You know, okay, yeah, or you know, all right, your daddy was and your uncle was somebody, and you look good for the team. They're not winning. They're not going to win. You know what I'm saying? Those old school coaches are going to be in your playoff. When you see your playoff uh, matchups, it's going to be 95% old school coaches, and that is what you're going to get who coach the old school way. And that's what, it's not because, yes, they're great coaches, but they are old school coaches. They're not new school coaches. They're not these, you know, these coaches who, you know, who, you know, still wet around the mouth. You know, those are, you know, those guys tend to be great coordinators. But when you look at, you know, what what's happening in college football today, you know, you see these old school, like Dion Primetime Sam, that's an old school coach. He'll tell you straight up, I coach the old school way. Kamani McClain, you're not playing if you don't follow the rules. I don't care whether you were the number one player in, the, in, in, in high school football. You're not playing if you don't follow the rules. That echoes straight down the line. Now, babyface, brand new coach, will put him out there no matter if he don't show up or become late or whatever it is and lose your team and ultimately end up losing your job. Do players actually respect that more? Oh, yes, they do. Uh, no matter, hey, NIL or anything, they respect that. I mean, look at these guys. Them guys at Pittsburgh Steelers, they respect that. They respect that. They're gonna they're gonna come in. Look look. Um, I mean, what just happened in New England? Them guys normally have a day off on Tuesday. He called practice on Tuesday. No, we gotta get this right. Bill Belichick, we gotta get this right. And so, players respect old school coaches who have who have old school value, and they've been winners. And they can learn, and they can get something out of it. Players don't respect a guy who kissing up to them, who don't have nothing to get them better. A player is going to respect a coach who can get them better, who's not a traveling salesman, who's not lobbying, who's not uh, being political, who's not keeping it 100 with them. Those kids will tell you in a minute, you know, if another guy is better than him that week, they know it. And the coach keeps it 100 with them and say, he's better than you this week. You got to improve. Those kids go back and they, they, they respect that. But they don't respect the coach who can't get them better and a coach who's BSing them. And if you're BSing those kids, you will lose them real fast. And it don't be about no money by the time they sign up that scholarship. It'll be about production, what you can and, and, and what you can pour into me as a coach and your level of experience and, the t- and your level of tolerance. 
Luke, it's a great way to lead us to our wrap-up, and that is we've touched on philosophy, coaching, blending old-school values with new-school opportunities and doing that. How have you evolved as a coach from the time we saw you on the Stars documentary about Liberty City Optimists to what we will see in a month or two when the new one comes out on Miami Edison, your current program? Man, let me tell you, I learn something every day. I mean, I've been coaching for 25 years, Pop Warner at my program, uh, Liberty City Optimists, and high school and one state championships, national championships. I still learn. Every week, every day, I go to practice. I learn something different about the game, how the game is played, how the game is coached, how the game is how, how the game is evolved, the different types of players. And the, and the di- I mean, I learn. It, it'd be amazing. Football is a, a is an amazing sport. It's nothing like it in life. You know, I go perform uh, on stage every weekend, and it's basically. The same. I'll get up there. I got to listen to songs that I'll perform. The crowd will scream the same time that a crowd will scream, whether it's in Virginia or Atlanta or, or New York. They scream at the same time for the same particular songs. But in football, the ball bounced funny. It, it just, uh, I mean, it's so much. You'd be like sitting there in amazement, like, what? where did this come from? You know what I'm saying? It, it's just an amazing sport. You see kids, you know, that'll literally have a meltdown before you that you'd never anticipated him having a meltdown. And so you got it, it, it just, it's so many things, components that are involved in football that, that will amaze you uh, every time when you're on that sideline and when you're coaching these guys up. You can, you can have all the preparation in the world and go out into the game and the player does something totally different. You can prepare, you can scout, you can put the game plan in. It can look great on 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 uh, in practice and you'll get out in the game, they'll give you the same look and you'll go, you went through these reps in practice and you look, you expect those results that you had in practice and the guy throw the ball somewhere else. Or the running back does something different. Or the lineman starts seeing ghosts. No, there's no ghost. There's the one technique and the three technique. It's the same thing that you saw. And you got to settle guys. Down. It, it is. It is. A, it is a very interesting game. It's what makes it a lot of fun, and it's what makes it awesome when we can connect with a friend of ours, Luther Campbell, former frontman. I guess he still is. He's a performer, musician. Rapper, original bad boy of hip-hop, also football coach and entrepreneur. Luke, thank you for your time today in the Fast Lane. We always enjoy catching up with you each year, and selfishly, we will hope that it's a couple months from now before your documentary, uh, the docu-series on the Liberty on the Miami Edison football makes it to some kind of platform. That way we have a chance to catch up with you in the offseason when we need great content and insight, which you always provide. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Hey. Hey, I look forward to this game, and hopefully they'll renew our uh, traditional game, Virginia Tech, our, our Big East Bowl. I, I guess they probably just got the new person over there and did not understand the history of Miami and Virginia Tech game. Yes, they don't understand a lot down there. We're left scratching our heads a lot of times, Luke. Yep, it is what it is. But hey, man, you be safe, man. You too. Be well. Luther Campbell with us here in the Fast Lane. It's always a pleasure to chat with him and 
What a way to wrap it up. Yes, we had a little bit of a quirky Friday, but uh, there's a reason for it because we get a chance to speak with a friend of ours. So we're back Monday afternoon, 5 to 6, Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you listen to podcasts to stay connected.